All right, welcome back to more Bernie and Chris, everybody. I haven't used this intro in a while, but it's early for me, so we're gonna do a little throwback and use that intro today. How we how we doing? How we doing, Chris? How we doing? Doing good, man. You know, unfortunately, I don't have off today, so I'm still working. But you know, we're getting through the day. We're getting. Why the don't day. you have off today? What's wrong with your job? You know, certain holidays you don't get. It is what it is. I'm gonna have to talk to your manager about. I'm gonna have to pull a Karen and have to talk to your manager about that. That's ridiculous. Today's National Do Not Work Day. Yeah, but I you mean, know, all, all is good. You know, um, I'm happy with some of the outcomes of these games, which I'm sure we'll get into. I'm, oh, I'm sure. Well, like <laughs> speaking of uh, today's National Do Not Work Day, because of that, we have a special guest that's. Not that has not only graced us once again, but you know I understand that him and Earl had a little uh, kerfuffle this morning that I guess he needs to clear the air about. Um, Jones, do you wanna do you want do you wanna explain what Earl did this morning that we need to that we need to address? Apparently, um, I would I would I would plead the fifth on that actually. Wow, <laughs> that bad, huh? <clears throat> Because here's the so here's the thing. I was surprised to see you get here before any of us, Jones, except for Earl. Which, and then I'm also surprised Earl got inside because we took the keys away from him last week. So I want to know how Earl got inside first of all, and then second of all, I, I'm sorry for anything that Earl did to you. You know, normally he does it to me, but I guess he got it. He got extra excited. <laughs> I think you're his favorite guest. So I just I just don't feel safe. <laughs> well, me neither, man. It, you can get used to it after a while. But anyways, boys, before before uh, before we lose all of our like three listeners that listen to us, um, let's jump in. Let's jump into it. Chris, what are you loving this week? It's obvious that the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> pulled, there we go. pulled their pulled the typical Dallas Cowboys. And I've been saying it all year long that, you know, they're like the Toronto Maple Leafs of the NFL. And um, when things can go wrong, they do go wrong. (laughs) They do go wrong, as Stephen A. Smith would say. And uh, it's just great to see them uh, lose. Um, 49ers did everything possible to almost blow that game. And uh, in typical Cowboys fashion, um, they lost that game. They don't win a playoff game in – it's comical to see Jerry Jones uh, so upset <laughs> and, uh, and other Cowboy players. So that, that's what I'm loving today. Jones, you, you loving anything today? Hold up. Weed and boy. Yep. Here we go. <laughs> hold up. Weed and boy. There's a theme here. <laughs> hold up. Hold up. Hold up. We making noise. Hold up. Weed and boy. Oh, man. That was just. Mike McCarthy needs to be fired immediately after <laughs> after thinking that a quarterback draw with 19 seconds left and no timeouts was the right call in that situation. It wasn't even Mike McCarthy. It was Kellen Moore, too, who thought that see, was a good idea. See, Matt, that's where I'm agreeing with you here. Now, yes, McCarthy is to blame because he's the head coach, but you know everyone's so high in Kellen Moore. You know He's the one that made that play call. Yeah. You are right there. <laughs> All they're, right, both, they're both to blame. <laughs> Um, my turn for what I'm loving. Today. There's a theme here today, in case you guys are wondering, because I'm I'm also going to join you on the uh, haha cow <laughs> train, but I'm going to go a little different. I'm gonna, I just love the fact that Nickelodeon got another game this year. Of course, it was that game. Of course, it was that. 
animations that they were doing. Like Mike McCarthy, when it like looked like he was about to like really like get mad, and they did the bad animation. Literally, it was the greatest thing. They Nickelodeon should, should get should get just like one game a year. That's all I gotta say. I don't know if you guys I, watched the game on Nickelodeon. No, <laughs> I, I did not. I was wow, too busy getting my too busy getting my meme together. Yeah. Oh my game. god! Oh my god! All right, let's address that really quick on here. I don't, uh, Chris. I'm assuming you saw it too. Uh, yes. Chris retweeted that, it. That was um, <laughs> Jones. Like honestly, man. Like job. Well. Oh, your so, idea. I know that wasn't your original idea, but still, that that was I'm a gonna, job well done. I'm gonna bless the listeners with my original idea. Oh God. <laughs> so, Chris. Chris, you know how our good uh, Cowboys fan of the network, uh, Josie Avery, you know how on her um, pin tweet she had a video of her dancing to We Them Boys? Yes. So my original plan was, and I couldn't get it to work, unfortunately, but I was going to put the Jordan meme on her face dancing to We Them Boys <laughs> and literally put it all over the internet. <laughs> so that did not work, so I put her face on the Jordan meme face. <laughs> and it just... We'll leave it at that. Again, job job well done. I know you two talked on the side. You know, it was all in good fun, obviously. Because oh, yeah. In, it's always, in, in, it, I mean, it, like, in, rea- in reality, like, Patriots kids can't really talk much because look what we did this weekend. So, <laughs> But at the end of the day, who doesn't love a good troll job? Am I right or am I right? Listen, nothing better than a nice troll job. No. Nothing better. No, it really gets the juices going, you know? Seriously. Right. <laughs> All right, let's jump in. Let's jump in the NHL. Uh, let's talk about the Sharks first. Let's just get this. Let's just get this over with. Uh, not good, obviously. Uh, they, they beat. They beat the. They beat the Red Wings three two in overtime, and they dropped their next two Rangers. Absolutely smoked us, Chris. I uh-huh. Chris. I Chris. I expect you to uh, fully go into that. <laughs> and then we lose, and then we lose to the Penguins two to one in overtime. Uh, Crosby got the assist on the game winning goal for the Penguins, so that really sucked. They got the, uh, they got the Kings at four o'clock today, which is weird. That, that that's a weird. Yeah, yes, because it's MLK one day. One o'clock start. Must must be because it's MLK day. Um, Has yeah. to be. And then we, and then they got the crack, and then we got the crack and lightning for this week. So you know that, that, that's at least two scheduled wins this week for us. Before we probably just get before we get smacked, gauntlet coming up. Especially they have a little bit of a road trip after that. Have the Capitals, Panthers, Hurricanes, Lightning, like all like, in a row. That's just not fair. That's just not fair. What, that's just not fair. You get the East Coast start times at least. <clears throat> that's true. That's that is true. I do get the East Coast start times, but you know, I also get four straight losses off of that. But yeah, maybe you uh, never know. No, I do you, know. Um, they're not as bad as you. You don't. They're not as bad as you always say they are, Matt. They, they're they're right there in the playoffs. I know, I know they're in the hunt. They're in the hunt for the playoffs right now. But like, Chris, you don't understand. A month from now, like I I will be saying, remember how a month ago they were in the in the hunt for the playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> Me too. It's well, gonna, it's going to be like that, that's how this team operates. They want to get your hopes up for nothing. Enjoy it while you can. I'm that trying, is, man. <laughs> I mean, think about it like this: you have Edmonton, who's lost six straight in that division. You've had Good Calgary. You've had Calgary, who's lost four in a row, and I'm lost for them. in a row. Good for uh, them. Seattle's lost nine in a row. Well, that's because they're Seattle. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> the, the, the sharks are doing what they can with what's happened. Obviously, it's not ideal with um, the fact that they're only two points ahead of Calgary with uh, Calgary having five more games that they have to make up. So, mm-hmm. and that's another thing. Since announcing that the Olympics will no longer have uh, National League hockey players this year because of COVID, what are they going to do during that? That they're gonna, Olympic break. They're going to be making up games. Well, they haven't announced anything. That's why I'm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think skeptical. that's where they're headed. Like, 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 what? They're just going to give the players like a few weeks off. Like, oh, okay, go, go have fun for a few weeks. Go enjoy life. Uh, just don't get COVID. Yeah, don't, don't don't get COVID or anything else. Yeah. Well, you can get something else that's not COVID. That's fine, but don't get COVID. Basically. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris, screw your Rangers. I don't like them, but <clears throat> how are they looking? It's it's the same old story with them. You know, they continue to just win games. Um, Igor Sazerkin, uh I'm pretty spoiled as a Ranger fan. You know, you go from Henry Lundqvist oh my to, God. <laughs> to Igor. And, uh, you know, um, I, I like this team that we have. I've been saying it all year long. Um, there definitely will be buyers at the deadline. They're going to add another forward to this mix or a center. And, uh, you know, when you got good goaltending, you have a chance once you get into the playoffs. And uh, the, Stanley Cups are, the Stanley Cups are pretty wide open. And uh, their division is crazy, though. Uh, four teams are just loaded up there in points. But, you know, I like what I see from this team. Uh, they're coming back on a home stand, so that will be nice. We play the Maple Leafs Wednesday, so it'll be great to just hopefully troll some Maple Leafs fans. Oh God, and, Chris, are you and, in the um, are you in the Couch Guy group chat at all? Uh, no, not. You're not okay. Well, first of all, we got to fix that. Second of all, <laughs> second of second of all, there was some serious like after we were after the the guys were all done trolling Josie yesterday. Of course, you guys all had to move on to poor Allie, who's a, who's a Maple Leafs fan because she's from Toronto. So no, no, no. Hey, in my defense, I said and I quote, the Maple Leafs are good now, but the time the playoffs come around, they no show. That's all. Yeah, they're very similar to the Cowboys. They just you know great regular season and then they just choke in the playoffs. It's comical. Oh, I'm rooting for the Maple Leafs when they play the Rangers. Just saying, I have to. Wow. Well, yeah. Like I say, this team is good. They got 25 wins. (laughs) And um, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season for them. I think you guys are cup contenders. Yeah, I do. I think you guys are. I think you guys are. I think so. The only thing that worries me a little bit is the fact that right now, if you're looking at it and the way that the playoffs would play out, they would play Pittsburgh. And I'm pretty sure if you guys have played the Rangers this year, if you guys. Have you guys had success against the Penguins this year? Uh, we haven't played them that much yet. I think maybe once or twice we played them. But I know they have been hot lately. Okay. I, that would be my only worry is, is them getting uh, – having a fantastic regular season and then getting a, a bad draw at the yeah. end of it. You know what I mean? So Yeah. I mean, I, the way I look at it is we just have – we have a pretty good defense. And I think I, – I still think we lack some scores, which I hope they address at the deadline. But I, I'll take I'll take Igor if he's healthy in a best of seven series. As I used to say with Hank, um, it's tough to beat those elite goalies four times as long as you get timely scoring. So we'll see what happens. All yeah. right, yeah. Let's um, 
you know, we got Jones here, so we might have a little bit of a better uh, Bruins analysis of what's been going on lately because, you know, I don't really watch the Bruins, but I just do it because I know people who listen to us like they're the Bruins. hot. I know they're, they're hot, hot right now. They they're, won, they're hot as they've shit won, right now. <laughs> they've, won, they've won five straight. Um, they've beaten the likes of Tampa Bay and Washington and Nashville, who are all in the playoffs right now. So a little bit of confidence for them. They got Carolina this week, and they, they're at home at Washington again. And then they host Winnipeg on Saturday. So three three home games this week, all against formidable opponents. So this is going to be a fun little stretch for them. Yeah, um, I was I was watching the um, that Nashville game on Saturday, and like <clears throat> just like damn, they look good. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like like listen, we have to we have to start talking about Brad Marchand being in the Hart Memorial Trophy conversation. Yeah, because the disrespect is really starting to get there. Like don't yeah. don't don't get me wrong, uh, he's sitting at I believe, I think he's I think he's currently eighth in the NHL in points, but since Bruce has switched up the lines a little bit and has had Pasternak go down the second line, and then bump up Craig Smith to the first line, they're creating uh, more chances and they're getting more guys involved, which is something they desperately need to do. I think at the deadline they're going to be buyers as well. Um, obviously, you know. Getting a experienced goaltender back like Tuukka Rask is going to help them in the long haul potentially, but they're going to need to be on their A game uh, from here on out. And in order to do that, they might have to get definitely get some some depth at defense. Uh, a little thin right now with some guys out with COVID and a little bit a little bit banged up injuries, but uh, definitely a, another forward and probably a defenseman will be something they'll look at. Like a guy like uh, Jacob Tuchin from Arizona would be ideal for them. Yeah, so I remember because so I I would tell Chris on here Jones that like the second Rask comes back, like it's over, it's over for everybody. Like they're, see, they're, so, they're they're gonna they're gonna rally around them. See, my only thing is like people like watching it on the ESPN <clears throat> broadcast the other day, they were comparing him coming back to like. Nikita Kucherov coming back for the Tampa Bay Lightning in the playoffs. No, last not, that's nah. not like, no. like it's it's not the same thing. Like he was out. Uh, well, first of, first of all, of course, ESPN is going to make a horrible hockey like comparison. They don't know what they're talking about half the time on there. Yeah, but they hired all these people that know what they're supposed to know about hockey. You would think that would be the case, but it's not. yeah. It's, so it's ESPN just, producers telling them what to say. That's true. So I mean, just thinking of it like that. I mean, Tuka's coming back and he's making like I think like five hundred fifty k. Kucherov was making all the money he was making while being on long-term IR and then could just pop back in mm-hmm. when when necessary in the playoffs. That's two completely different aspects there. But I just think this team, I mean, even if they had still Sway and, and Allmark, I just think that they're, they, they put together a good, formidable duo of goaltending. And people aren't give, giving Linus Allmark enough credit. Like, he was... Buffalo was bad, but when he was on the ice, he was helping Buffalo not be as bad. Yeah. yeah. Now, now that he's getting a better defense in front of him, uh, we're starting to see how good of a goaltender he really is. And he's, you know, it, he's, you think, he's pretty you, solid. You think I, about, I don't I, get the hate about him. I always thought he was a serviceable, uh, like uh, Jonesy said, in Buffalo. I, I mean, a couple of times that he started, he stole some games against the Rangers the past couple of years. Yeah, I mean, listen, so, yeah. he's – He's thirteen and five on the year and eighteen starts. He's got a two point five one goals against average. Uh, top fifteen in the league. Obviously, you know Swayman had like a two point two six and eighteen starts and sixteen starts when he was up here, um, <clears throat> which is top ten right now in the league. But 
you you just look at it and you say to yourself, "Why? Well, what? I understand the whole Tuca situation, but at the end of the day, Tuca kind of left you up to dry." Yeah, you got to think long term. Yeah, and Swayman's definitely the goalie of the future. Him and Almark definitely are a formidable duo. With Almark being legit twenty eight years old, he's in the prime of his career, and you got Swayman who is. Uh, 98, so he's 20. He just turned 23, maybe? 20, yeah, he's 23. So I just turned right. 25, so he's 23, and I was born in 96. Yeah. So. so it's just you look at it, and I think the Bruins are set up goaltending-wise for the next few seasons. It's key. But it's, they, key to, it's, it's key to have two good goaltenders as well. That's how good teams win hockey games. Well, this is, this is what their formula was last year. When, that, when having Rask and Halak, obviously they're a little bit older, so they needed to, to get a formidable duo, and I think they had one of the best duos in the league. They did. But, you know, it should be – but, I mean, like, the team, they just play different with Rask around. That's the thing. Like, look what, look at what they did against early on the Flyers um, on Thursday. Rask barely had to do – I mean, yeah, I, I know gave up two goals, but – it's like they, they were too, just, they were they, too they, soft they just, goals too. I know they were not the world's greatest goals either, but they rally around when around him when he's on the ice. Like they're, they just they just play at a different level when he's. And it's like it's it's like a playoff level. Oh. That's what you know I what's curious. You know what's curious is listening to just all these analysts, and somebody was saying that they that they think that the Bruins wouldn't even make the playoffs this year. Which is wild to me. That's wild. Like they, <laughs> they thought they thought a team like the Islanders, who have twenty eight points in thirty in thirty games, have, have a better chance at <laughs> at making the playoffs than the Boston Bruins. God, the Islanders yeah. are trash. Pathetic organization. Oh my god. We know how Chris feels about them. Oh yeah. The little brothers in New York. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, it hasn't been that. I mean, it hasn't been that way the last couple of years. It no. hasn't, it hasn't been, but we gotta love when you know they're another team that you know, uh, you know Lou. Y'all know Lou, he's he's very uh, doesn't want them to do much. Uh, I forget his last name, but he's the what is he the GM there on the island, yeah. Lou? It's um, you know, he, I uh, fuck. What's I, I'm thinking on it, but he he coached the Devils to all those championships all those years. You know, they put together some good teams the last couple of years, but you know they hit a little a little stagnant this year, and you know. As a fan, I love it because you know you don't want to see that team do good. And watching them watch watching them choke the last couple of years has been great. Lou Lemorello, Lemorello, yeah, one of something those. like that. However you pronounce it, yeah. But you, you can never count. You can never count. And my as a non-Ranger fan, I never count the Bruins out. You know, I, we only play a couple times a year. But you know, when you're playing that team, you're gonna you're gonna play uh, a physical and um, skilled skilled team. Always, I think I think the the one thing that's going for the Rangers this year, just to go back a little bit, is that they lead the National Hockey League, and and wins away from home. Key, yeah, they've been a great road team. That's a big one. You know, fifteen seven and two, you're getting thirty two out of your fifty four points on the road. Like, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's really damn good. <laughs> yeah, and uh, their power play for the first time in my life, I can say that like I actually feel confident when this team goes on a power play and. Even when the Rangers made all their cup runs from 2014 to 17, I, I never could say that like, I felt good about the power play. Well, I mean, the thing is, you guys get contributions from, from four key pieces. 
Zabinajad, Kreider, Panarin, and then Adam Fox. Those are your three big pieces. Everybody else chips in. um, But you definitely need, you know, these younger guys you drafted highly, like Capocacco and Alexis uh, Lafernier. You need them to step up a little bit. Definitely. I agree. I mean, listen, but when when goaltending's that good, can't can't fight it. Yeah, it's they've been hit by COVID recently, and you know it's just they're not phased by it right now. It's just the next man up, and uh, yeah. it's good to see. Um, good to see. Like I said, I think they'll be buyers. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they'll be buyers too. You know, just just they're gonna want to keep thing. They're gonna keep it up. The Sharks so. gonna be buyers? No, the Rangers. No, I, I said, do you think the Sharks are going to be buyers? Oh, oh, good Lord, they need to, but probably not. I mean, they're probably just good. They're going to do, they <clears throat> do what they always do. They're not. They're they're, they're going to give false hope about it, and then like they're going to trade someone away, and then that'll be it. Like, I don't even know who the leading scorer is this year. Is it Timo Meyer? Um, it's either Meyer or um Hurdle. I forget which one. Heard of it. They're, I heard they're working on an extension for him. Otherwise, he might be gone on here. Yeah, yeah. They they want they are working on an extension for Hurdle right now. Yeah, they so, don't want him. They don't want him leaving. <laughs> just going off rumors, really quick. Yeah, uh, what do we got? I want to get the Rangers fan perspective and then the outsiders looking in. Uh, potential for Claude Giroux to move from Philadelphia. What are you thinking it's- on that? Interesting. Uh, I haven't heard that one yet, but uh, yeah, um, g- good guy. You know, he he does it all. Guy that kills penalties, can score big goals. Uh, he's good on faceoffs. Um, very interesting. I don't, I don't know what the asking price would be on him, but you know, something to keep an eye on for sure. There's uh, there's there's potential that um, Claude Giroux could be tied in with uh, one of the teams in this in this recording session right now. I know it's not San Jose, so like I know the, <laughs> I know I know the rumors. Well, if the rumor if the rumors are true that Claude Giroux ends up going to Boston, that's a lot of veteran leadership right there and that's good. Well, if you think about it like this, you add him on the second line, you bump Coyle down the third. Yeah. And then you have Claude Giroux with um off wing of Taylor Hall and uh David Pasternak or Craig Smith. Yeah, you, you you guys would be you guys are already a good team to begin with, and now you guys would just be nasty. Like you know, now you got Claude Giroux. Like, yeah, he's not the same Claude Giroux of five six years ago, but like he, you know, he's still he's still you know he's a still serviceable player right there who can still put quality minutes on the ice. Just saying. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I also think his contract isn't isn't that bad either. I think. He's, if I'm not mistaken, <clears throat> I'm double checking. Uh, he is actually technically a, uh, a unrestricted free agent after this year. Oh, interesting. So that would be a thing people might use. Might buy him as a rental. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like what they do when the Burbs do with Taylor Hall, just to see if it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. I, I mean, I can see. I, think, it, I mean, I can see it happening. I think you take a chance, honestly. I, yeah, you take a chance. Anyone would take a chance on that. That's that's what I think. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, before we head into uh, college basketball, where where Jones is just going to rip Chris a new one for being a Duke fan, 
Um, <laughs> got a question for the both of you. Do you guys ever feel unable to unable to focus? You're just tired or you're just low on energy? I certainly um, am today because I just rolled out of bed. Sure. Feel it right now. Yeah, dude, I understand that feeling. In fact, I understand it so well that the Brady and Chris Pot podcast is brought to you by the Couch Guy Sports Network and sponsored by our friends over at Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy made by gamers for gamers. All their flavors compact with 180 milligrams of caffeine to ensure that no matter what you're doing, your focus will always be razor sharp to keep you performing at the top of your game. Their formulas are to specifically give you a high energy boost when you need it the most while ensuring the fact that you will avoid the jitters after too much caffeine consumption. Head on over to shockedenergy.com and use the promo code CGSN for 10% off of your order. Check out their green-flavored box, or their green apple-flavored box, or their watermelon-flavored box. And don't worry, guys. They will ship to you worldwide. So, Joe, do you can be hanging out with Intern Earl over in, like... Nope. (laughs) Over in, in, like... Nope. Like Africa or something, hanging out uh, with some lions or whatever, and you could be like, "I want some shocked energy." They will ship it to you. So, <laughs> and on going out there today, go get yourself some shocked energy and let us help you gain your focus and energy back. Good stuff as always. Love me some shocked energy, right, guys? Do we love shocked energy here? We're shocked energy yeah. approved, big time. Chris, I, don't, I don't, I don't hear you. There you are. Always. <laughs> Always. All right, let's head into uh, college basketball. Chris uh, Chris Jones' favorite Jones. Yes, sir. So before uh, – let, let me just get my stuff out of the way first, Jones, before you just rip into Chris for being a new one for being a Duke fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vill- <laughs> Villanova, they're number one in the Big East once again. They, 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 they kind of figured – they figured out how to play basketball. Since that embarrassing loss to Creighton back on December 17th, uh, Villanova has ripped off five straight wins, including a win, uh, two wins this week against Xavier. Uh, 64-60 was the final. That was a good game. Six and straight wins. And then, and then they beat Butler 82-42. That's just, that should surprise nobody. Um, I mean – I was a little worried at the beginning. Of the, I wasn't really too worried at the beginning of the year, but like I was a little skeptical. I was like, "All right, what's going on here with this team?" But they're they're putting it together finally. Seems like yeah, they and figured I, it out. I, I've caught a I caught a couple of their last games. They're starting to look like a like a typical uh, Villanova mm-hmm. team. Yep, uh, Massachusetts native uh, Jermaine Samuels. Um, you know, fourteen points, five rebounds, one assist in that in that forty point win against Butler. Uh, top scorer of this one was Colin Gillespie. I mean, he's him and Justin Moore are just an unreal um, unreal duo right there at the guard position. Um, can't can't really can't really complain what you're seeing from Villanova right now. Uh, they look good. Uh, March is March is March is coming up, guys. Like believe it or not, it's coming. So yep. you know, pretty soon we'll have to be we'll have to be uh, talking about some March Madness and I will have to defend my couch guy title that I that I won last year on the final night of the of the uh yeah, right, Jones. Remember that? Remember that? Do you remember that? We don't talk about that. <laughs> one of the worst national title games I think I've ever watched was that yeah. one. Why? Because I won. Why? No, because- <laughs> No, it was just a it was a horrendous all around performance from Gonzaga that was mm-hmm. supposed to be this this uh, one of the best college basketball teams of all time. 
But when when guys get in foul trouble and you're not shooting well from the floor, they they fold under pressure. Mm-hmm. All but, right. <laughs> but real quick about Villanova, I mean, here we let's, go. Let's 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 be honest here. They've played the Big East is probably one of the easiest conferences for them. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. I'll agree with that. This is what this is why they're they're rattling off six in a row. Like, don't get me wrong, Seton Hall, good team. They beat Xavier twice, which is which is a good team. Marquette on a Wednesday. That'll be a fight. Marquette's a good solid team with, with Chakra Smart. You can't really uh can't really trust anybody uh, against Chakra Smart. But I'm not I'm not thoroughly impressed with Villanova. We saw what their non conference schedule looked like early on in the year. You know, we lost to UCLA, you lo- you you lose to Purdue. Okay, um, UCLA is a good team though. Like that's the thing. Yes and no. They're number three They're, in the nation. How how is that a yes or no? Well, that's because the new <laughs> rankings haven't haven't come out yet because they got they got waxed by Oregon earlier. Oh, true, true. Earlier last week. So, and then you 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 lose to a Baylor team that plays in one of the toughest conferences in the, in in the country in the Big Twelve. I don't want to hear any other talk about that because the Big Twelve is one of the toughest conferences uh, in the in the country right now. So their non-conference schedule didn't look great. So I'm not I'm not sold on them. Depending on what depending on what seed they are and what their matchup looks like, maybe they get maybe they get into the Sweet 16. But uh, if they have to play uh, a Power Five school in the in the round of 32, uh, not going to bowl well for them. All right. Well, can you can you attack Duke now? Like I didn't I didn't like that. <laughs> well, this is another thing. The ACC. I mean, for both of us, it's 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 not it's not good either. The ACC no. the ACC has been uh, thoroughly disappointing this year. So whoever whoever comes out of the ACC, honestly, it's it's not really an accomplishment like it's been in the years past. Like Virginia is way down. Um, you have Syracuse is down right now. Uh, NC State's Florida, NC State's Florida usually State's down. Florida State's won their last their last three. They got Duke at home. That's a yeah, big game for them. Big game coming up. That's a big game tomorrow night. Make sure call college basketball fans. That's a game you want to watch right there. Um, I'll be watching it. But to me, Duke the the loss to Miami that could have went either way. And Ohio State just plays in a good conference. Like we saw that coming. The Gonzaga when when they beat Gonzaga earlier in the season. Uh, everybody thought it was a big one because everybody thinks Gonzaga is going to be this this big powerhouse again. But at the same time, it's basically the same team as last year. Not not sold on them either. So, and don't get me wrong, UNC again, they're non conference. Uh, we haven't lost. We've lost once since uh, since Thanksgiving, and that was uh, the the road game at Notre Dame. I forgot you're a North Carolina fan. That's right. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Two. We've lost two games. We got we got uh, the doors blown off us by Kentucky, but that's a formidable team. Do you think Do you think Gonzaga goes back to number one in the nation uh, when the new rankings come out? Because there's no way there's no way they're going to keep Baylor at number one. There's no way they do it after their two losses. See, Baylor Baylor drops out of the top five easily. I think. When the Rams come out, I think it's going to go Gonzaga Auburn. Which, by the way, wild that Auburn is like number two in the nation. Don't worry, it'll fall. Oh, uh, I know. oh, I'm I'm full Arizona Arizona three, uh, Duke four. 
UCLA five, Kansas six, Baylor seven. And then throw so? throw Houston up there as well. Mm-hmm. How far does USC fall though? They're number five in the nation right now. Uh they fall they fall just out of the top ten, I think. Yeah. Uh I think if LSU if LSU didn't lose on Saturday, they would be in the top ten discussion right now. But again, it's still early. You know, there's still plenty of plenty of time left, plenty of uh <clears throat> plenty of games left to be played. But oh, yeah. uh the, the field this year, my goodness, the field is gonna be it's gonna be Big Twelve heavy, it's gonna be Big Ten heavy, and it's gonna be SEC heavy. Yeah, yeah, it's really starting to it's really starting to look like that because the other two conferences are just not it. So I'll tell you right now, uh, the Big East, I'll say they get three, maybe four teams coming out of there. What teams I'll, in the Big East do you think? Well, obviously Villanova, yeah, Providence, yeah, Xavier, and UConn. Yeah, you don't think Seton Hall makes it? <laughs> I think Seton Hall is going to start start sliding. More and more. Schedule, their schedule's tough, and they've they've looked like a shell of themselves since that overtime win against Connecticut. <clears throat> um, Interesting. In the ACC, they'll get probably four, maybe five. Uh, Duke and UNC will be there. Florida State will be there. Miami, and then one of Wake and Notre Dame, probably. Ugh. 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 We don't mention that school on this podcast, Jones. What are you doing? Notre Dame? Yeah, we don't, I guess Earl forgot to tell you. Earl, goddamn it, you're supposed to tell him that, but we don't. We don't mention Notre Dame here. We don't. We don't. We don't give Notre Dame credit at all on this podcast, right, Chris? Never, never. <laughs> but let's let's be honest. Let's talk about this Duke team. Okay. Let, let, let's talk, <laughs> let, let's talk about this Duke team. This, all right, the, all right, this is, all right, Chris, get ready to get absolutely ripped apart. This is why I'm here. This is why I'm here. Okay. <laughs> so, Chris, I want you to tell me what what you believe is good about this Duke team. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts, but um, just recently they finally made the right move of bringing A.J. Griffin into the starting five. And I've been saying it to Matt for probably two months now since the season started that I think A.J. I think AJ Griffin is game-changing for Duke to make any type of run in the tournament. Um, he went to Stepanek High School, which is not far from where I live. He's a New York native, so I knew a lot about him coming into the season. And not he just does everything you want. He plays he plays great defense, but he he's a he's a uh, pure shooter. Uh, probably one their best shooter on the team, for, and he's a big man. Um, and he opens up the floor for a lot of other people. Um, my biggest concern for this team is down the stretch. Sometimes uh, they still haven't figured out uh, whose ball who the ball should be in and. Sometimes they settle for too many jump shots, and when they settle for jump shots, that's how they're going to lose games. Um, in order for this team to make a good run, they need to they need to play inside out and then uh, work their way outside. So, you know, uh, Pablo's got to have the ball in his hands and not settle for jump shots. I want him driving the ball. I want him getting to the foul line. Same thing with, uh, with Keels. You know, uh, Wendell Moore, where is he the best? Uh, uh, he's best at driving. Um, they, they can't settle for jump shots. Uh, so that's where I am at this team. Um, I, I, I think they're going to make a run. Um, they got plenty of talent on this team. Um, it's just a matter of putting it together and uh, making sure the right rotations are in, depending on who you're playing. But um, I'm big on A.J. Griffin, him, him making a big difference down the stretch. Oh, man, do I have do I have comparisons to you about this Duke team? Yeah. 
this Duke team reminds me of the same Duke team like the Jabari Parker Duke team and the Brandon Ingram Duke team where they look so good in the regular season, the NCAA tournament comes out, and they're nowhere to be found in the second weekend. Hey, hey, oh, hang on, hang on. I, I'm going to come to Brendan Ingram's uh, defense right here. I saw that man play live in a Duke uniform. That was probably one of the best tournament performances I've ever, one, I've ever seen because that man did not miss a single shot. And I'm that round against UNC uh, Wilmington. So I will defend that. I will defend that Duke team. That Duke team was actually a pretty solid I, team right there. I don't, com- I don't agree with that comparison. I think this team's a lot more talented than that team. I don't know. I mean, to me, it's just it's it's Paolo, which is just like it was when they had oh I don't know the likes of Jason Tatum on one team, then they had Brandon Ingram on another team, then they had Jabari Parker on another team, and then they have these pieces that people think are very much so um, what's the word very much so complementary pieces, but um, they're gonna get in the way more more than <clears throat> more times than not. Like Trevor Keels fantastic freshman. He's going to cost you some games this season. Wendell Moore is the second option. Besides Wendell Moore, you trust A.J. Griffin. Okay. I don't trust any of their guards. Any of their guards. And when you play a team like, uh, when you play a team like North Carolina, who is guarding, uh, who is guarding their, their, their front court? <clears throat> because if Paulo has to do double work, he's going to get gassed by the time that's <clears throat> by the time that that it's you, you have last five minutes of the game, you need something to get going here. Who's who's stepping up if Paulo is, is doing double the work there? Uh, we'll see. I, I think, like I say, Wendell Moore plays great defense. And uh, what's his name? I forget the other guy. I'm playing down his name. I'm not crazy about him as a shooter, but he's a decent defender. I'm playing on the name. But uh, like I said, uh, like. You are I I do I do think uh, Keels can cost you some games. He takes some idiotic shots sometimes. So like like I say, the the key for this team going down the stretch is going to be um, playing good defense, and then um, it's going to be them not settling for jump shots. They need they need to play inside out um, through Pablo and Wendell Moore, as you said. Wendell Moore really should be their second option. So I agree with you on that. So when they play UNC, uh, Armando back, it's going to have a field day because I don't. Unless unless you have Bonchero guarding him, there's no way that that team can can function and be able to contain a guy who averages 17 and 11. We'll see. We'll, call. Other we'll than, be definitely talking when they play. Other other than that, I, I would take UNC's guards over Dukes any day of the week. Caleb Love had a rough freshman year, stepping up in this year, shooting uh, 45% from the field, 45% from three, averaging 15 and a half, uh, four and three. Which is much better than what he looked last year. The big thing, <laughs> big thing for UNC is they're going to need guys like Dawson Garcia, these transfers that they have that that have come in. That they're going to need to step up in these big ones. Him, Brady, Manic, those are those are key pieces that they're going to need big minutes from in in situations like this. Now, do I think North Carolina has a real chance of winning the national championship this year? Absolutely not. But <laughs> this is a good. This is going to be a good season moving forward. And it's going to look that much better for Hubie Davis come this year, come next year, the year after that, when he's trying to build the program. And this is why when North Carolina is going to slowly start working their way back. Yeah, we'll see. I think they're both going to be good teams, and uh, we'll see what happens. 
Yeah, I, I, I guess so. Um, before we jump into the uh, into the NBA, where all of us are just gonna scream into the void about the Celtics really quick, um, I'll let you guys in on another little secret that I've I've kept for a while now. Both of you get to learn the secret at the same time. You guys ready for this? Yeah, hit me. The Burning Crisp Podcast is brought to you by Exogun. You ever do a workout and feel like you need a massage after? Well, get your massage without having to leave the house. Don't let pain and soreness slow slow you down. Exogun revives muscle, boosts circulation, and releases energy so you can recover faster and live better. Take it wherever you need it. Uh, work, the gym, the trail, and put the power of percussion massage treatment in your hands. It's portable, adjustable, and powerful. Exogun is trusted by the pros to deliver in the ultimate recovery. Like I just said, you can even use it for percussion therapy. Now, I know what you're both thinking. You guys are dumb as hell. What is percussion therapy? Percussion therapy boosts mu- muscle function and recovery by penetrating deep into the muscle tissue with a series of rapid, concentrated, pulsating strokes. So gain back your control of your body and achieve long-term pain relief with Exogun. Here comes the important part. Get 10% off of your order with the code CGS10, as in the number 10, at checkout. This comes with a charger and a carrying case. So go on out there today. Go get yourself an exogun and treat yourself to a massage at a moment's notice. Chris, it's rare that I go two for two with the uh, ad reads today, but I, I did it. So doing great. Uh, I'm gonna give myself credit on that one. Surprised, I'm surprised you could read half of that. <laughs> uh, Jones, here's the thing, man. Uh, whenever we have our um, our lovely friend Diego on here, something goes horribly wrong with me in the um, in the ad reads. Either I just start laughing at nothing. Or, or I just in general just screw up, and like Diego, in his Diego ways, loves to point it out. Oh, listen, I I, <laughs> I saw exactly what you did wrong there, but it's a mental note for me to 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 give to to HR later on. Oh, what did I do? What did I do? No, it's fine. We'll we'll talk about it out there. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put you on blast. Is it because I called everybody. you guys dumb as hell? Is that no that no why? no no no? I could take punches on like. Unlike some people in uh, in the family, but Jesus Christ! <laughs> but no, let, let let's move into the NBA, shall we? Oh uh, yeah, let's move into the NBA. Let's talk about these uh, these Boston Celtics. Um, Yuck! Twenty two and twenty two on the air. Yuck! Um, they, they suck. Yeah. Uh, Ime Udoka is not that guy. Um, Chris, what do you thought? Uh, Jones, what are your thoughts of Ime Udoka? Um, Chris and I have had a discussion already, so we, we're both on the same page. He's not the guy, but what, I, what do you I, think? I think he might stink. To be completely honest with you, think he might think he might stink at being a coach. I don't know, or at least being a head coach. Mm-hmm. But again, this is one of those things where um, people, and I hate to make a comparison like this because I think Emi Udoga is much better than this guy. But people, but people didn't think David Blatt knew how to coach at one point in time. David, and, Blatt, David Blatt knew how to coach since when? Uh, and if you look at any of his stints in, in anywhere else besides the NBA, it was very good. But I'll digress. This team needs moves to be made. They yes. need they need Dennis they need, a, they they need, need Dennis Schroeder off this team. Whoa, 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 whoa! This is a Dennis Schroeder like stand podcast right here. We like Dennis Schroeder here. They need Dennis Schroeder off this team. Um, you get to cash in on Bob. I think Bob's Bob's the big one here. I mean, Bob is probably one of the best all-around 
centers. He's the most. He's the most like underrated. He's, a, he's the most underrated center in the NBA. Like a traditional center wise, he's probably one of the best in the league. Mm-hmm. Guy averages two blocks a game, nine rebounds, ten ten points. You know, he's very very good at what he does. Yeah, this team needs someone that can create because yeah. Jalen and Jason, what they do. Very good as they score the basketball, and they're very good at it. Their toner, their turnover numbers are, are up very much so this season because their usage is through the roof because they don't have a point guard that can get the offense flowing. So, realistically, they need someone like they've had, they've, they've signed some pieces, and it hasn't worked out for them. Um, like, you know, obviously, Josh Richardson's been great, he's played great defense, but he's been either hurt or in the COVID safety protocols, and he just hasn't been the the Josh Richardson production that we've seen Mm -hmm. um, during his tenure in the NBA. So with that being said, I just think this team needs to just regroup, sell sell literally anybody that's not Brown and Tatum, and then move forward from there. Or Rob. Don't sell Rob. I think Rob's going to get you a big piece. So if that's the case, I'd be okay with selling Rob. Only if the price is right. Um, as for the Celtics uh, schedule ahead here, um, before we just get into like why Marcus Smart is the worst point guard in the world, um, Pelicans they should be Hornets will be a tough one. Mm-hmm. Portland, they don't got they, Dame. They they don't have Dame, but they'll get they'll, but they'll get McCollum back, and they have Anthony Simons who's yeah been who's electric. been, kill, who's and been then killing they, it. Then they go on the road to play Washington this week. Yeah, am I high or am I seeing this right? The Celtics game against the Pelicans starts in like 25 minutes or whatever? Yep. Okay. Wow, okay. I thought I was seeing stuff. Um, nope. Okay, cool. Cool. After, I got something to watch this afternoon That's that that might be positive after the week that uh, Boston Sports just had. Um, yeah, so, so Marcus Smart, Jones, I want to get your thoughts on him just because uh, Chris and I, again, we agree. Um, he's not the guy. He sucks. The, the Marcus Smart experiment should have ended months ago. Um, that he's not the starting point guard, and that if he were to get traded, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. He he'd be a good piece on on a team as like a fourth option. He's not a third option type of guy. Mm-hmm. He's he's very good defensively. Don't get me wrong, but his I mean his numbers have kind of improved this year. Don't get me wrong. I mean he's shooting. What is it? I, I was looking at the stat earlier. Um, oh, he, God. <laughs> he's shooting. Actually, no, never mind. I lied. His his, his numbers for shooting wise have gone down. His career average is about thirty two percent. He's at thirty percent on the season. Um, he's averaging just say around twelve a game. You know, shooting less than forty percent from the field. It's not ideal from for my guard. So, in order for him to play big minutes, he's going to have to. Keep hitting shots, but he's another one. He, this team turns the ball over a bunch. That's yeah. That's that's been their problem the entire. Year. They need to cut down on the turnovers in order to be successful this season. Yeah, if so, who's like a player that the uh, Celtics should be uh, targeting um, at the trade deadline? Like, who's someone that you would love to see realistically in like a Celtics uniform? Realistically, and what, and, and what would you and what would you give up for that for him? Oh, I mean, I don't want to like beat a dead horse here, but I would, I would, <laughs> I would pay to get a guy like Demontis Sabonis on this team. 
Yeah. I would pay to get a guy like DeMontis Sabonis on this team. I feel like he's kind of like a fan favorite for the Celtics to go after right now, too, because I've seen a lot of Celtics fans on like Twitter and stuff say that, yeah, let's go get this guy. <laughs> he's just – dude, he averages 19, 12, and 5. Mm-hmm. How do you not want that from a big man right now? Exactly. Like, love Al Horford to death, but – the Pacers aren't in a good spot either, and they could be looking to to move some pieces as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and in regroup, you know they've they've won one out of their last ten. Uh, currently sitting at fifteen twenty eight, uh, they desperately need a big shakeup. So, mm-hmm. what could that be? Miles Turner could that be Sabonis? Who knows? But the Mondo Sabonis is definitely a guy I would want. You know, in Celtics yeah. uniform. What about you? Uh, what about you, Chris? Who's someone that you would love to see come to Boston? Like real realistically, not because un- unrealistically, you know. I, I, can, I can name every damn superstar in the league, but realistically. I don't have a so-called um, exact target, mm-hmm. but uh, I agree with Jonesy's point that we need someone that can control the game flow. Okay. A point card, so some type of point card. Um, I, I like Robert Williams, but like Jonesy says, if we have to give up a big piece to get, get a piece that's going to help make Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum better, then I'm all, and then I'm all for it. Oh, okay. I li- okay. I like that. Um, yeah, it's not really much else to talk about in the NBA other than the Celtics suck and that Kevin Durant's out for a few weeks, so that that, that, that should give the Eastern Conference like a chance to catch up. Um, are we concerned about that Kevin Durant's injury at all, guys? Yes or no? No, I think it's just a little hiccup. Yeah, but again, with the the traction that's been on his tires this season. Year for him, uh, a four to six week rest is probably beneficial, especially if they want to make a deep run. Yeah, a lot of their games coming up are also road games, so they'll have Kyrie. Yep, and um, I don't know if you guys if you saw that. Uh, Uh, excuse me, we're 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 Kyrie fans here. They they said that you could potentially pay the fines if you were to play home games, so I have a feeling come playoff games, he'll be playing home games. Yeah, I mean, there there's a chance for sure. I mean. Next few next two games for them this week. I mean, they're all road games. Uh, they're at Cleveland, Washington, San Antonio, and Minnesota this week. So, ideal for them. Yeah, good, good timing. Boo! That's all I gotta say about Kyrie. It's just boo. Um, <laughs> I know you guys like Kyrie. I don't. Um, let's move. Well, Chris likes him because he's a Duke guy. Well, Chris likes anybody that's a Duke guy. So, yeah. not sure. Not not an Austin Rivers guy. Oof. Wow. I think he's a douchebag. Wow. But uh, other than that, I do like most of you guys. Joan Jesus is right with that. Well, flabbergasted at that one. Not yeah. an Austin Rivers guy. That's surprising. Yeah. I, I like Austin Rivers. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's not surprising. <laughs> no, I hate Austin Rivers after that, that shot against North Carolina. But we don't talk <laughs> about that. that. That was a great shot. But, uh... <laughs> Let's um, go into the NFL. Let's be Jones. Let's be sad. Chris, Chris has been sad all year, so he's probably just saying join the club at this point. Uh, um, Chris, is, Chris is happy right now, actually, because uh, <laughs> he doesn't have to watch him anymore. No, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> Joe Judge, no David Gettleman next year. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, uh, one of the players to watch, and I was very down on him the entire year, but I'm all in on the fantasy wagon for him next year is going to be Saquon Barkley. 
Yeah, I think he comes back stronger next year. I do mm-hmm. agree with you with that. And uh, it's a it's a prudent year for him if he wants to get that contract for sure. I also th- I also think they're going to go in a different direction for quarterback. Yeah, um, we'll see. They're definitely going to bring in the vet, and um, uh, depending on who the GM is, we'll see if they go get someone or do they use Jones as just one more year as a bridge until uh, they can draft the guy that they want. But uh, I'm just happy. I'm happy that uh, they cleared house. It it, um, it had to be done. Um, and I'm happy about it, and I'm, I'm and I'm intrigued by some of the GM candidates that we could potentially get. Tanking, for, taking for Bryce Young, yes or no? Um, no, I don't want to tank, but <laughs> but I don't think we're close to being good next year either. So we'll see. Uh, I think a little bit closer. You'll be better. You'll be may. you'll be you'll be better than what you were this. We year. we have a good defense. I do think we have a lot of good defensive pieces in place. Um, it's just going to depend on if we can finally scheme up an offense that I can actually do something. But I mean, I'm happy. My two choices that I I, I think I'm leaning towards for GM is I I really would either want this Bills guy, Joe Shornim, or um the Ravens GM because the Ravens to me always draft pretty well. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, they've had some good luck in the draft past couple of years. Um, Lamar, Hollywood Brown, you know, just 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 a few names for the Ravens that, that, that just name a couple. Good. Yeah, just yeah, two, 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 uh, two legends right there. Um, right, Jones, two legends. Yeah. Oh, oh no, I didn't hear what you said. Yeah, Lamar not a legend. No. no. <laughs> um, but Chris, I am curious what what direction do you think the Giants go in the draft this year? Because I've had some thoughts about it, but I wanted to see what the Giants uh, would like as well. Obviously, offensive line is an issue, so I do. I, I want to get at least two offensive line. I mean, definitely one in the top ten. Um, I would love for one of these uh, DNs to follow us. Um, obviously, I don't think the guy from Michigan and uh, Miami. Uh, where's the other guy from? Oregon. 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 Those two guys are going to be gone, but uh, the, the kid from Purdue is pretty good too. He's um, he's pretty good, so. Um, obviously, offensive line, and we need some we need some help on the DN. But we got to build this offensive line. Uh, they say the center from Iowa is supposed to be pretty legit. Yeah, so Lind- Linder Linderbaum would be an ideal pick for you guys. And then, yeah. uh, if you could get a potential Evan Neal, that would automatically help as well. If he falls, <laughs> yeah, they got Andrew He's Thomas. Gone, dude. Andrew He's Thomas is solid. To. It's solid at the left tackle. He had yep. a great bounce back year. Mm-hmm. So he, he's a piece that you can build, but the rest right. of that line needs work. Right. So literally you have the two edge rushers probably going in the top two. Um, then Houston's the the crazy one because they could go a plethora of different avenues. I think they like Davis Mills and they go with the kid Kyle Hamilton, the safety from the school we don't talk about on this podcast. Then you got the Jets. The Jets are one of those – they could go linemen, but knowing the Jets, they're going to try and bolster that defense. And I like them to take that kid, Derek Stingley, from LSU. So that leaves Evan Neal to fall right in the lap there. Yeah, well, that would be, that'd be ideal. So. And then for them, I, I think you offensive line, if you can't get any of the top defensive ends, I think you offensive line, both, both picks. Just yeah, bolster I mean, it. I mean, worst comes, to, worst comes to worst, you take a shot at that kid from um, – from Georgia, Nicobe Dean, the linebacker. Yeah. Or if you want, and you need a, you need another guy on the outside. For the <coughs> season, just take just take Gary Wilson and just call it a day. Yeah, I, I want offensive line and the end. And 
We'll see. You got to build up the line. That's an issue. If we can get that right, uh, little by little, hopefully there's still some talent offense on this team. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we'll see definitely. Uh, to, to recap, wild card weekend, uh, Patriots fall to Buffalo. <laughs> they got blown out, forty-seven oh, to seventeen. This game was over quickly. Um, Bills dro- dro- the, the Bills had seven possessions and they scored seven times. They did not punt a single time. No interceptions. Each time was a touchdown. This was a perfect game offensively for Buffalo. Um, first time in the playoffs that's ever happened. Um, Pages defense needs some work. Um, this was not a. This was not good. This was not a good performance on the road. Um, definitely a, the least possible graceful way to bow out of the uh, playoffs. Right there from the only player that only two players that I was happy with um, from New England were Mac Jones and Kendrick Bourne. Those were the only two players I was honestly happy with. The rest of them. Yeah, what the heck was that? Basically, um, I get it. Going to Buffalo is tough. Um, they did it. They they beat them earlier in the year, fourteen to ten, in the game where they ran it forty three times. But you can't go to Buffalo again and expect to run it forty three times. Uh, that one interception that Micah Hyde made, I think that was the. I think that that was the early turning point of the game. Just because if New England had scored there, it's a completely different game. Um, but instead, all the momentum was basically shifted right to Buffalo, and Buffalo took advantage of it and never really gave New England any kind of chance of life in this game. Um, I want to hear I want to hear thoughts on what you guys thought of the Patriots' performance on a Saturday night in Buffalo because I was just I'm 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 still sad. I'm just sad by the way it happened. I'm I'm proud of, I'm proud of them for making them to the playoffs when they weren't supposed to this year. I'm just sad that they got blown out. Like that's not a fun way to go out at all. So either one of the Chris's, you guys can go for it. Don't speak at once, guys. Let's go with uh, let's go with Jones. Jones, what do you think? Oh no, did we lose me? Are you shitting me? 